welcome to the Metamorphosis Podcast. My name is Nordia Shireen, and I'm so excited to invite you on my journey of growth. Change is constant and can be difficult, but experience has taught me that it is necessary. I pray for the discernment to navigate my faith, my fears, and my growth. And I hope to encourage you, whether you're in caterpillar or butterfly season, that a win is a win at any time. So as you begin to feel uncomfortable, too big, too small, too wide, or like you can't fit, metamorphosis. Yes, yes, yes. Your girl is back again with another pod. It is your favorite host, Nordia Shireen, and you are here with me on the Metamorphosis Podcast. Welcome back, lovelies. Welcome back, butterflies, and welcome back, my beautiful caterpillars. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling good? Have you followed me? Have you listened to the other episodes? Because I think I'm doing my thing. Episode one through five, I think we're making it. And now we're here at the start of our new year with episode six. Are you ready? Because I am ready. Your girl has been researching different ways to get these visuals to you so that I won't have these bummy crummy videos up on YouTube for you to watch, okay? I am trying to get down to business and be professional so that you guys can get the content that you truly deserve, okay? I'm so sorry. Like, I'm talking to you guys right now, and I don't know if y'all be on TikTok because there's this plus-size influencer, and she got this song that, like, um, if you look like you can fit it, then you better go and get it. Hey, hey. And it's just stuck in my head right now, so I'm sorry. <clears throat> but we're going to get right back on track, and we're going to start off with our favorite exercise, which is our icebreaker exercise, where I'm going to pull these three cards from the self-love game at Target in a pink box, and I've been having a good time with it. I don't know if you've been enjoying it, but if you really like it, you should pull it as well. I think some of these are really good for journal prompts, and if you are looking to start a journaling journey, then you might enjoy it. Now listen, your girl went to Target. She went a little book crazy. She's trying to get a little, you know, more knowledge in the noggin. And I picked up a couple books. I picked up this journal and it's the journal called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep. So <clears throat> I picked it up and I thought it was going to be good. I thought I was really about to get in my journaling bag. And let me tell you, it was just not happening for your girl. Like journaling, I just realized is not for me. Like I'm like, why do I need to write it down if I already thought about it and came to a conclusion? And then on top of that, too, like as someone who's so self-reflective, A lot of the prompts for me personally were like things that I already think about and do on a daily basis. So I was thinking of having a journal experience that would like dig a little deeper and be a little bit more under the surface than this was. Um, But I do think it was good exercises for beginners who are starting their, you know, their journaling journey. But um, yeah. That's my little TED talk. Okay, thank you. So we're going to get into this um, 
exercise and I'm going to pull level one as per usual, which is for pass. And it says, when was the last time you impressed yourself? Um, the last time I impressed myself would have to be sometime last month. I was on an interview for a fellowship. Oh my goodness. Y'all pray for me that I get this fellowship because I need this money. I need this exposure and I need to have this opportunity. So y'all pray for your girl that she will be able to get a little bit of exposure and um, a little bit of money that's going to be in my pocket so that I can do what it is that I really need to do. But that's the last time I impressed myself. Like I was in the interview like, man, girl, you so smart. You so intelligent. You're so funny. You're so charming. Everybody just loves you. And I was impressed. I was like, mm-hmm. The other interviewees was looking at me like, wow, she's really good. <laughs> Woo! Level two, present. How do you let yourself heal? Um, this is a great question. How do I let myself heal? I think I let myself heal by validating myself And also, like, therapy is very big for me. Like, if I need to go to therapy, I'm going to go. And so I recently um, went back into therapy because I felt like I was entering a phase of my life where I needed to process what was happening to me, who I was, and who would I like to become in a safe space. So, yeah, I went back to therapy. Um, I, I always know when I need to go to therapy. I don't know about you guys, but my number one cue or indicator or flag that girl, you need to go to therapy, you need to heal, or you just need to take a chill pill or whatever is anger and irritability. Like I'm naturally not an angry person. I'm naturally not an irritable person. But if your girl is catching an attitude every five seconds, if everybody's getting on my nerves um something is up something is up and I need to go see my therapist okay but um yeah I think I let myself heal by just validating myself my experience and also um you know investing and being intentional about you know creating a space and entering a space where I can be myself and process how I feel about things so that's how I let myself heal let's choose the third card the third card is level three and that's for the future what challenge do you want to take on next I'm already doing it babe this is the challenge that I want to take on next this podcast like honestly y'all have no idea this junk is so hard um the planning the creating time the feeling motivated to actually record the pod is so much because having to make my personality you know kind of go through this microphone it is it is a job it is a task and I am every day trying to figure out how to be more entertaining, how to be more inviting, how to be more intentional about this pod that I'm starting because I really do want to help people. Um, At the same time, it's kind of like, 
healing me, you know, having a voice and being able to, you know, create a space where people can see me being transparent, seeing who I am and being able to witness my growth. I'm hoping for some sort of vicarious healing for my listeners so that when they watch me heal, they can be healed as well from things that they're going through. I'm a big believer that you don't always have to experience every single thing to learn a lesson. I believe that you can learn a lesson by, you know, watching, by observing and learning from other people's mistakes. So I'm just here, I guess, being dumb so y'all can be smart. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was our icebreaker. As per usual, I always love the questions. They always make me think. They always make me feel great about, um, you know, where I am in life, where I'm heading and kind of help me to be a little bit more um, critical Critical is a bad word, but a little bit more, I've been saying intentional a lot, right? Intentional about how I'm going to navigate this season of my life and navigate the things that I would like to do and the person that I would like to become. So, y'all, I have been reading my Bible. Yes, I have. I've been reading it and um, I had this Bible that my mom gave to me. I asked her for it because there was a lady in my church that had it. And it's this Bible that literally sections off the, the, the entire Bible into 365 days so that you don't need to figure out what you're going to read. Like they've already prepared it for you every by the date. And so by the end of the year, you'll finish read the Bible. Now, I got this a while back. I started reading it last year and I kind of just started in the middle of the year where it was. And I was like, you know what? I need to start this year and really get it going. So I've been doing that. And I must say, I really enjoy, you know, reading my Bible and getting that new knowledge. I always get a new understanding of things when I read it. And I was reading I started in Genesis, you know, and that's where that's where it was. It started. I didn't start. That's where it is in the actual book. So um, and I got a different understanding about the creation of Eve, um, which for me was enlightening, which for me made me feel better, um, which for me, you know, made me feel more important, made me feel more valuable as a woman. I um did attend some theology school, so I am well aware of hermeneutics. And basically, if you're listening and you're not like a Bible reader and you are just like, what is she talking about? Hermeneutics is basically this idea or philosophy that when we read the Bible, we read it based on who we are and our experiences. So every lens is different because we all are different in our own way and have been through different things in our lives. So you might read something and to you, it may, you know, translate one way. And to me, it may translate a totally different way based on who we are as people. So I am aware of that, but I do feel like as you grow and you mature as well, what you read as well, your perspective change. So maybe I'll share that with you guys next episode, um, what I came up with. But if you look at 
the creation of Eve, it talks about God looking at Adam and seeing that he was lonely, right? So he looks at Adam. He he does all this stuff. He creates all these things, and then he creates Adam. Then he creates all these animals. No, then he no, then he creates Adam. He looks at Adam and sees that Adam is lonely. So he starts creating animals. Right? He he didn't see that now you see <laughs> I don't be reading enough. But listen, let me tell you. All right. All right. Let's bring it back. So God creates everything, then he creates Adam. Now God says to himself, Oh, it's not good for man to be alone. So he starts creating animals and stuff like this. Animals that Adam is going to have dominion over and things like that. Now, my imagination tells me that these animals could have talked. But whatever. We're not going to get into that part. (laughs) That's another Bible lesson. Now, however, after he creates the the animals and stuff for Adam because after he had the thought that wow it's not good for him to be alone he creates animals he creates that and Adam's not satisfied with the animals so he puts Adam into a sleep and Adam he takes out Adam's rib and creates this woman right Adam looks at this this being and says bone of my bone flesh of my flesh now To me, when I read it recently, most recently, I was like, why are we even having this conversation about women in their place? Like in the very beginning, God created something for Adam to have dominion over when he thought that he was lonely. And then when it did not satisfy Adam, then he created Eve, who bone of his bone flesh of his flesh something that he can relate to not something that he can have dominion over and to me that was so powerful when I read it I was like you see I always knew this I always knew this I don't know why the patriarchy trying to put their foot on our necks (laughs) but listen girl read your bible because listen I'm telling you that was so powerful for me to read like I don't know why I never caught it before but I caught it this time and I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And it, let me tell you, I, I already explained to you the hermeneutics thing. So this may be just my lens that I'm reading it off of. But take a look at it, read it and comment on the pod and let me know. Comment. We on YouTube, y'all. We on YouTube. Hey, hey, we on YouTube. So comment on the videos or something and tell me what you think about it. Like, go read it and tell me what you think, because that's really the order that it happened. He made everything. He made Adam. He said it's not good for him to be alone. He started making a bunch of animals. Then Adam was not satisfied. And you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm going to find this for y'all because y'all think I'm lying. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. But I'm telling you. This is really what it is. The man, Genesis, we go into Genesis. Oh, today is a Bible lesson. Open your Bible. Right? We go into Genesis. When we get to Genesis now, Genesis 1, he created everything. Right? And then Genesis 2, now is when the man come. 
Now, I, I like to read in the King James Version. I know King James was a bad man and whatever, but this is what I grew up reading. This is what I like to read. So this is the one I, I'm in. Now, he done make the water and stuff like that. And he make the garden. He take Adam, put it in the garden, him in the garden to dress and keep it, right? And then told him about the rules, the tree in the garden, and you may eat, and you can't eat of this, whatever, whatever. Then God say, Adam has said nothing, you know. God, God watch everything he make, and he say, well, yeah, something missing. He say, it's not good that the man should be alone. I go make help for him. He gone out of the ground. After he said, I'm going to make a help meet for him, he goes to the ground and formed the beasts of the field and the fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Adam gave all the names to the things, the, the animals and whatever. But for Adam, he found, he did not found a help meet for him. So Adam watched, he named the animal. He said, yes, this is nice cows and horse and thing I could ride. And he said, well, this, I can't, I don't know. I still not feeling this. So when he realized, you know, like a father, you, you get your child something and you see the face not satisfied. That's what God do. So then now he put Adam to sleep and took his ribs and made a woman. Then now Adam say, well, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Not them animals here. Look at somebody on my level here I could talk to. I could, I could converse with. I could rub on. And he called she a woman because she was taken out of the man. And then Adam said, the man will leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Let me tell you something. If that don't give you the assurance you need that man don't need to step on woman, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to tell you. You just want to have somebody underneath your foot. But God God already show you who's supposed to be under your foot. Get a dog or a cat. But don't put me under your foot. All right. You see, I digressed there. I said I was going to talk about it next episode. We bring it into this episode. But yes, so that was very enlightening for me, and I, I had a good time with that. So read it and tell me what you think. Is it going to be a little debate? I think so. I think I think so. So um, yeah, let's get into our next segment of the show, WWJD. What would Jesus do? I ask you, what would, hey, let's get into this segment where we can get into, into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. I don't know the rest of this. But in this segment of the pod, I'm going to throw out a hot topic, question, or circumstance. And together, we discuss what we think, how we feel, but ultimately imagine, consider, and contemplate. What would Jesus do? It's an opportunity for us to dive into our word and get clear about who we are and what God actually wants from us let's get into it forgive me father for i have sinned again yeah come on uh uh what would 
would Jesus do? Jesus. I ask you, what would Jesus do? Uh, Jesus. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? I ask you and you. Jesus, oh Jesus, what would Jesus do? Tell me what would Jesus do? Hey, 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 hey. That one get me every time. Oh my God, I love a catchy intro. <laughs> okay, so on this um, segment of WWJD, I already told you what it's about. And I saw this little video on the tickety talk. And listen, this has been, this might be its own pod one day, but we're going to start with today a little something. But this has been something I've always been paying attention to. And really, I think that sometimes when we evolve and stuff like that, I do believe in keeping certain traditions or certain ideologies and philosophies when it comes to religion and the church, right? So in this video, it's challenged about like modern churches and how we bring forth the gospel, the word, etc., etc. Okay, so I'm gonna play the little clip and then I'm gonna play the reaction of Miss Becky over here. So, um, this is to Tim Ross from Transformation Church, and Transformation Church is Mike Todd's church. Uh, he's the guy that is really good at preaching about like dating and relationships. This is what I think about him. Um, I don't know what everybody else thinks. Um, and he's pretty like well known. His videos go viral all the time. And Tim Ross is preaching at his church. And then Miss Ma'am here has a reaction. So I'm gonna play the clip for you to listen. Don't make it rain on booty cheeks. We don't make it rain on strippers. We only reverence one stripper. And that's the one that took off glory. To put on humanity. And then get butt naked on a cross. To die for both you and me. The only stripper I'm in love with is Jesus. And he's the one that puts that bread in my pocket. No! No, 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 no. I, I don't even know what to say. Jesus wasn't a stripper. There is absolutely no context in which you should be saying booty cheeks at church from the stage. Pastors, if you're confused about what you should be preaching about, like if you need new material, if you're looking for a way to ensure that the Holy Spirit is alive and well in your church and that your people are actually being edified and taught and changed, Preach verse by verse from the word of God. Isn't that so easy? You have material every single week in the tried and true scriptures that God has given you. All right. And you are not going to find, even in the original Greek and Hebrew, the word booty cheeks. All right. So that's good news. She right. We ain't going to find booty cheeks, but you know what's in the Bible? Ass. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I'm not even going to go too hard on it right now. But listen, he the one that put that bread in my pocket. Hey, that bread in my pocket. Hey, the man put bread in my pocket. Yes, he did. And guess what? That bread represents what the body. I mean, he, that man took off glory. Yes, he did. All right. (laughs) 
I'm not taking this seriously at all. Got the body of a goddess. I'm in love with a stripper. Nah, that was really my song. T-Pain, T-Pain got it, man. T-Pain got it. Listen, so... Miss Man here is criticizing the man, saying we don't make it rain on booty cheeks. He only in love with one stripper. He took off glory and he put on something else. I don't even know what the man said because I just thought the video was so funny. <laughs> and yo, people is in the church like, yes, glory. And listen, you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this and this is what I'm going to say. Honestly, like, I, I'm one of those traditional girlies that if the sermon is getting too modern, I'll be like, all right, now, I don't know about y'all, but I need to go to a church with a little grandma in it. I need an auntie. I need somebody who is going to sit me down and say, back in my day, you know, and, and, and give me the old church hymns, you know, that that's my style. If I go into church and they say, put that bread in my pocket. Hey, bread in my pocket. I'll be like, well, what the hell going on here? You know? But this type of church has its audience, though. Like, there are people who, I don't know, like, they receive or the word is marinated into them much better when it's put and it's projected in a way that they can understand so do I feel like what he said was wrong no I thought it was hilarious though like and I think that's for that shows you the type of church that I need to be in and it's just my personality like I'm more reserved I'm more like I have a serious personality so if he start putting saying my that bread in my pocket I'm gonna start laughing I totally forgot about Christ I'll be like, what is this right here? I'll start dancing. I'm going to try to do the chicken head. I'm going to drop down and get my eagle on, girl. Like, I'm going to be having a good time. But why, you know, like, why are we killing this man for what he's saying? Like, I think that what he said resonates with so many young people. Like, it resonated with me, too, even though I thought it was funny. Like, I get, I get the metaphor. I get the analogy. Like, you know, we're not living this worldly life we left the world and the thing that we want to do now we want to stick to what Christ wants us and we want to place our eyes on him that's the message and like man what do y'all want from these people he is preaching the message like he has his audience like why are you getting on TikTok to be like oh this man you know, need to stop and booty. He, we shouldn't be saying booty cheeks in church. Y'all be saying worse things than that. Y'all be telling people they should burn in hell. Oh, I'd rather hear booty cheeks than that. <laughs> okay. All right. But she was just going hard. And I really do think, and this, this is nothing against her too, but I just honestly think that it's not a church made for her personality. And if it's not your cup of tea, baby, don't drink it. That's it. Like, don't be on TikTok saying that this man is doing something wrong. He not doing nothing wrong. He has his audience. That audience is probably primarily youthful. And so that kind of message is going to penetrate them. 
they don't want to sit down in church and hear you say, and so God so loved the world that he gave his only (gasps) begotten (gasps) son. Like nobody, like not nobody, but they don't want to hear that. You know, they want to hear that bread in my pocket. Hey, that bread in my pocket. Hey, you know, like I'm spiritual Baptist or whatever. And this is a good example of that. Like, there's a song that we sing in our church saying, um, I'm a poor morning pilgrim and I'm trying to pray, trying to pray, trying to pray. I'm a poor morning pilgrim and I'm trying to pray. And I heard it and I was like, I was so in love with that song. I was like, oh, I love this song. I love this song. And the first time I heard it, the person was saying, I go walk up my way to Zion. I go walk up my way to Zion. Oh. So they was basically saying, I'm going to I'm gonna work. I'm going to walk. You know, I'm going to take that journey. I'm going to keep it pushing so I could get to Zion, that great place or whatever. I thought the girl was saying, I go walk up my way to Zion. I go walk up my way to Zion. Oh. I thought she was saying that, so I started singing. I go walk up me west in Zion. I go walk up me west in Zion. For morning pilgrim, and I'm trying to pray, trying to pray. And when I sang that, I go walk up me west in Zion. You should see how Sylvester the West was joking. And <laughs> for all my Yankees listening, my Americans listening. It means that I was singing the song and listen, the people was breaking out, bucking out. They was dancing. They was having a good time. And I never sang it that way to be like um, inappropriate or vulgar or anything. I just sang it like in the form of when we get there, we're going to be singing and dancing. Right. And we're Caribbean culture and Caribbean dancing is is is. You your waistline, your waistline gotta move. So it was never something meant to be vulgar, but it also penetrated with the younger audience in my church because they was like, Hey, walk up my waist and they just, you know, they love that stuff. So like every church has its way of meeting the young people where they they're at. And I really feel like he's navigating his calling and penetrating with the audience that was made for him don't get on this man so I give this man a hallelujah he was he was cutting it close with the bread in my pocket he put that bread but the man did all right I like what he said you know I thought it was okay I thought it was funny too but I thought it was okay so we gonna give this man a hallelujah what you think you agree with me or you don't do you think that we should be saying booty cheeks on the stage okay and you better come good because there's a lot of stuff that they be saying that I don't think they should be saying but come good with it and tell me what you think. You going to give it a hallelujah or you going to give it a no? All right. Thank you so much for listening to the WWJD segment. I hope you like it. You want something. You want us to talk about something. You got a hot topic. Send it to your gal. Follow me on Instagram at Nordia Shireen. N-O-R-D-E-E-Y-U-H-S-H-E-R-E-N-E. Follow me on the Faces of the Book same tag Nordia Shireen and also follow me on YouTube okay cannot wait to hear from you guys cannot wait to hear your comments and your insight and tell me what you think about today's segment Jesus.
Yes, yes, yes. I hope you like that segment. What would Jesus do? WWJD. Thank you so much for listening. Before we head out of here, I really want to leave with you something from me, a little, you know, nugget of wisdom from me, a little bit of my thoughts, a little bit of my insight. Because while I'm growing, while I'm healing, while I'm evolving, I want to help you too. I want to heal you too. I want to give you something to think about. So I always have these little mantras written in my notes on my phone every time I feel inspired, every time I feel like something is making me feel, um, you know, renewed, enlightened, um, motivated. I always write these little things in my notes. And so this is a note that I've wrote, I've written so long ago, but I still feel like it resonates with all of us no matter what period in our life or phase in our life that we're in so I wrote everyone knows what and who you should be we all struggle with expectations whether positive or negative never let anyone box you in so much that their sky is your limit you make your own limits Jeremiah in the Bible was afraid of people's faces, but eventually his call was stronger than everyone else's opinions. You are the master of your destiny. Hold on to that. I don't know what I was going through, but woo, that part about the sky is your limit and make your never let anyone box you in so much that their sky is your limit make your own limits. I mean, that in itself to me speaks so many words is so profound because sometimes people are telling you that the sky is their limit. The sky is the limit. But they're only referencing their sky and their world that they live in based on their perceptions, experiences, and how they navigate the world. Maybe you're thinking bigger than that. Maybe you're thinking outside of that. Maybe you are thinking more profound. Maybe God has greater plans on your life. So it's important to make your own limits. And I'm just going to leave that right there. I just want that to marinate. And I want you to think on that. Um, And I'll see you on the next pod, baby. And again, if you're feeling too small, too big... Or like, you can't fit. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis.